No matter cause there's something inside so strong I know that I can make it Though you're doing me wrong, so wrong You thought that my pride was gone, oh no Well, joining us for today for our personal development session is Colonel Mulifi Tlalele. And we are looking at using military disciplines as at least some of those that we can apply in our daily lives in terms of helping us to achieve our goals and helping us to overcome some of the challenges that we face. Now, Colonel Kalele has served in the military for three decades and he's penned a book which uh, shares lessons learned from his early years as a village boy to his experiences in the Defence Force. Uh, Colonel Kalele, good morning and thank you so much for your time today. Kathy, uh, good morning to you. Good morning to Lebu. Good morning to your listeners. Good morning to all uh, my fellow countrymen, in the first stage, Houteng and in Lesotho, I say to all of you, uh, What inspired you to write this book? Just one reason. Mm. I, at the age of, as far back as I can remember, 15 years, in the 95 classroom of science and, and, and physics, I, when others were being asked, what are you going to be? There's one teacher who influenced me, teacher Pule, who was my science teacher. Mm. He asked the question, it was a science class. He said, when we, <clears throat> when we answer this question, uh, when he take the boots of a soldier on the ground, we say the translux pass. In, uh, I, I would use translux, but he used jacaranda. In the free state, we use jacaranda as the main uh, transport, bus transport. He said, when you put the boots of the soldiers down, we say the jacaranda pass. When he put it on the table, we say it is something else. And yet, it is still the, the, the same boots. And after the class, I asked him, what is this soldier thing? And he explained to me what is soldier, what is military. And it was like he's talking to me. And I told him, I want to be that. He looked at me without those eyes. I still see them even today. But at the age of around 15 years, I knew I want to be a soldier. Discipline, seeing places defending my country, that is what has always been my passion. Your book titled No Retreat, No Surrender, of course, details your journey in the military. And today we're going to try and use some of these disciplines, you know, for our personal <laughs> development session. And um, I suppose a good place to start would be that from the outside looking in, the military is seen as uh, what is a very disciplined sector. You know, things are done according to order. Hierarchy is observed and uh, you know, these all of these things matter. Process um, is said to matter incredibly in terms of how the workings um, of, 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 of the military are actually uh, implemented. For you as somebody coming into the military, how significant was it and what are some of the changes that you needed to make to your own life? Very much significant. Um, my, my, my last 30 years, there are three areas that dominate my career. One is training. I love training. I love to empower other people. I want to coach them. That's why I ended up writing this book. Two is to conduct operations, go inside the country, at the border, or outside the country to go and 
bring peace to those areas of conflict under the AU or under the, U- the UN or just under the um, country-to-country understanding, uh, conducting those operations. But uh, the, the, the result of this book was as a result of the third area, that is command. Command is to be uh, is the leadership position where, like a CEO of a company, you are in charge of this particular bunch of soldiers, 1,000 or 3,000 or 10,000 of soldiers. You go to battle or you do training or you do this or that as per the prescript of the country and the requirements. So those are the three areas that dominated my life. And my time is about to come. Ten years from now, I'll be putting down uh, the boots. And I reflected on that and I felt perhaps I should pin down and those who are rejuvenating us, who are joining uh, the military or who wish to come and join the military in the future, let me put down something and encourage them and to make sure that um, they come in and they get something. However, what the, the point I want to emphasize uh, is this, Kathy. Um, uh, it was my intention that one day when I retire, I'm going to write books, I'm going to write movies and films and stuff. Last year, um, COVID happened. And I woke up one morning and I realized tomorrow is not promised to anyone, including myself. Who said I'll be, I will live until I am 60? That morning, it was on Thursday. I called in on Friday, uh, Confidence, who is the publisher. He came in my office. We strategized it. The two weeks resulted in this book. This book is a research of three to five years, but it was written within two weeks, the way I pushed uh, uh, on it. So I am saying, I, I observed how the country is going through, not only the military. I observed people were losing their jobs. People were demoralized. People, uh, metric people were, were, were like, they are not going anywhere. And I wrote this uh, in chapter six and seven, and I'm touching on that page to say, for the fact that you've lost a job, for the fact that you haven't passed your metric, it's not a reason for you to take your life. It's not a reason for you to, to, to feel bad. But use that. As a, as a stone to go and empower yourself. Do a course, uh, a training course, one or two, and better yourself to prepare for your future job. I want to talk about the life and the leadership lessons that uh, you have put in this book. And perhaps we'll, we'll just maybe in the interest of time, we'll deal with um, two life lessons, two leadership lessons. And then I'll also um, be opening the phone lines to uh, some of our listeners who are part of this conversation or who've tuned into this uh, conversation. The number, of course, that uh, you can use to get in touch with us this morning is 011-714-2006. The SMS line is 41391 and on WhatsApp it's 0614-104107 on Twitter. It's at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is SFM Talking Point. Uh, Colonel Talele, I'm not sure if he's still on the line. I think we may have lost him there. Colonel Talele? All right, we're going to try and redial him and reconnect with him and we'll continue our conversation. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Colonel Talele, I hope I've got you back on the line now. Yes, I'm here. Uh, okay. Okay, no problem. So I was going to say that the top two life and leadership lessons from you, and then we'll also get some of our listeners to engage with you just on what you're going to be sharing with us. Let's begin with the life lessons. What are some of the top two that you'd like to share with us today? Right. Um, one humility life life taught me 
to be humble. Whether I'm, I'm having an empty stomach or I'm having a full stomach, Kathy, two times I became homeless. At the age of 9, 10, I was without a home. At the age of 16, 17, I was without a home. I lived in the street. However, I was not demoralized. Even when I was sleeping under those cut boxes, day in, day out, during those harsh winters, I knew uh, that is not the end. God has planned something better for me. And I, I didn't end up being homeless forever. Humility. I come from a very poor background that taught me not to undermine other people mm. and to respect them. And that is what discipline is about. Mm. In the army, they teach you discipline. And discipline and, and is not only professionalism. It, it teaches you respect. You respect your fellow countrymen. You respect even your enemy. You don't undermine any enemy, be it poverty, be it face-to-face uh, -face with weapons. We still respect that enemy. Even if I'm going to shoot you, I still have respect for you. The second lesson that I've learned, I've learned that as a person, you need to prepare. If you don't prepare, you're going to have an entitlement mentality. You're going to sit out there and feel, I am black, and therefore, there's a black government, and therefore, I deserve something. Nobody deserves no, uh, anything. You prepare yourself. You, 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 you become better every day in humility. Now, just one example that I usually say, uh, Kathy, in leadership, leadership should not go to our heads and make us pompous and make us proud and make us undermine other people. You've seen, you've just read my biography, how many degrees I have from UPV, UCT, and UNISA. However, I usually tell the people, your education should not make you undermine other people. My father does not have metric, but he's still my father, and I respect him. My mother passed on while she was busy with her final exams of metric. She was going to have a metric at the age of 62, uh, studying science and math. And yet, me with my degrees and stuff like that, I still remain her son. So my education should not make me undermine other people at work, at home, or any other way. It seems almost surreal that an individual like yourself who has ended up living on the streets twice would be able to come out of the situation and still be able to accomplish what you have. What did you do that ensured that you... The, the rest of your life was not spent out on the streets being homeless? You see, you see, Kathy, um, in, in the book, it, 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 it's eight chapters. Um, I started with two books. Uh, come again. I started with two chapters to discuss my background, where I come from, uh, and then uh, the middle one when I was at school, and the last chapters when I was in the armed forces commanding and giving these uh, leadership lessons. But there's one thing. When I was young, my father and mother uh, separated, and my mother took me. My father was, generally speaking, very rich. My father very uh, poor. And yet, my mother taught me values. And one of those values are the ones that I'm talking to you to, uh, about. And I'm, saying, I'm, I'm speaking about them in the book. This is what I will tell you. Leadership has nothing to do with you as a person but the values that you stand for. I'll, I'll give you an example. A single mother who's having, in this country, South Africa, and throughout the whole country, we're having single mothers, mothers who are producing soldiers, professionals such as doctors, broadcasters like you, single mothers. That mother in the morning, when she wakes up in her house, she's a leader because she's bringing up kids, and she has to be a leader to those kids. When that mother goes to her boss 
as a domestic worker, she's a subordinate to where she, where she is employed. When she comes back again in the house, in the same day, there's a time where she was a leader in the house, there's a time where she's a subordinate at work, and yet she's still the same person. So we use uh, leadership, you need to pitch yourself. There's a time as a leader where you are a subordinate, you are, there's a time as a leader where you are a, 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 a leader. And therefore, you need to make sure that you teach yourself. Do not, when you are with your employers or your, your seniors, you think you are still the boss. No, humble yourself, take instruction, and execute them in that humility. When you are leading others, Nelson Mandela said, uh, we should sometimes look for time to look from the background and give others to shine, even though we know it is us who have done that work. By so doing, we are able to can motivate them as well, build their morale, and they can do the best they can. Arrogance should be out of the equation. And this is what I've learned. Be humble, empower others, and make sure that while leading them, of course, they are, they are, they are, they are in the military, as you spoke of hierarchy, there are, they, they, they are lines where we draw that you, you cannot cross this, bo- uh, this border line. Otherwise, I kill you, dead, murdered. From there onwards, me and you are going to be enemies, or me and you will be friends. And in so doing, you keep sitting there, you should be able, one day when you leave SABC or when you leave where you are, you should be able to look back and feel proud that you left a legacy, a legacy that somebody took the baton from you and moved on. Do not be proud for you to be called back because somebody who replaced you is failing. No, leadership says I should empower others around me so that when I'm not there, they can carry on with a mission. Mm. And and you know um, again, uh, Colonel Klalele, it's it's really great insights that you're sharing. And I just wanted you to 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 explain for myself and the listeners part of that journey that you travelled, you know, and how you received your your first break, if I can call it that, that ultimately led you into the path that you are on right now, especially from having come from a place where you were homeless and on the streets? You know, um, uh, Kefi, there are two experiences. One is inside this country where I was leading the operation and I came face to face with death. And I had an opportunity to issue the instruction for people to be killed. Um, the other one on the other side uh, also was a professional uh, like me, even though um, his subordinates were racist and wanted to kill uh, the black people and stuff. And I had an opportunity to issue the, that order, but I didn't. Instead, I went for a win-win situation. So a few years down the line, whoever, <clears throat> those who knew about that operation, in the bar as you were drinking, somebody came to him, man, how come that you, we cornered this, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, the board, the AWBs? You could have killed them. Why didn't you issue that? And I told them, I'm a professional. I'm not a murderer. As soldiers, we are professionals. We take life when it need be. One, two, we were outside this country. You're an operation. And same scenario again. Well, we have cornered these rivals, and I could have just thrown bombs at them. And yet, I restrained my people to make sure that, listen here, we are professionals. We are not murderers. It was a multinational Nigerians, uh, the Côte d'Ivoire, you know, the Americans, the Kenyans, uh, stuff like. Later on, same question came again. How come? Here's the thing, Casey. You should make sure that the decisions that you make 
irrespective of the leadership position where you are. When you sleep tonight, you can sleep like a baby, knowing that all those decisions that you made 20 years from now, if the circumstances are the same, you will make the same decision. Nothing is going to, uh, to bother you or to hinder your conscience. And this is what I learned during the time when I was homeless, when I was looking at people insulting us with me and my fellow guys who were out there telling us stories. I made the choice not to take spirits, not to, take, not to smoke, and not to drink. And yet I was still homeless. And I, I said, one day, if I can just make a difference in one person's life, because so many people, uh, Mrs. Fender, Tati, Untatile, Braaik, so many people made a difference in my life. I said, I'm going to, 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 to pay them back by being kind to other people as well, as much as they've been kind to me. Absolutely incredible story that you're sharing with us and uh, what a journey it, it has been for you. Let's talk about your leadership lessons. So uh, your life lessons are humility, the top two at least, are humility and preparations, uh, preparation rather. What are your two key leadership lessons that you've learned? One, all, all of us at one point, we are leaders. Today, I may be your subordinate. Tomorrow, you might be my senior, and I should be able to can less, take lessons from you, uh, instructions from you. If today, I'm in a position of leadership, and I cannot take instructions, uh, I'm expecting you to take instructions from me. Tomorrow, when you are the one who is appointed, I should be able to can take instructions from you. Mm. But if not, if I was arrogant in taking instructions from you, you might reciprocate and say, I do the same. I do not. So the thing is, make sure that wherever you are, respect other people and take instructions in as much as you would like to 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 take uh, to to give instructions as well. Lastly, uh, in, in in the book, uh, I'm, I'm speaking of arming ourselves mentally. Mm. I started my career in the military as a trainer as an officer instructor. My life revolves around that, as I've already explained. However. I knew that I should be a, a ladder, and this is my second uh, leadership. Let us be ladders. A ladder mm. Let us be ladders. The position I am today, God put me there, Kathy, uh, to empower others, to make somebody else better. Let us be ladders for others to climb. My mother used to say she does not have a metric, but she wants us to have a metric, and even more. I have a metric. I'm expecting my kids to have degrees. Their kids, I'm expecting them to have PhDs. If we can have the same mindset, those appointed in municipalities, those appointed in public government, where they are able to can help people with social grants, let them have the mindset of what is called a seventh, a seventh leadership. Help that person with a 350 without homokomela or without making them feel bad because you are in a better position you are working. Tomorrow, you might not work. So make sure that you are a step, a step, a stepping ladder to that person. As you give that 350 to them, because that person might might take that 350, go buy a bag of oranges and sell it, and tomorrow he will be running a supermarket. You will lose your job. Tomorrow you will want a job from that very same person. Onto Mukomela, let us just be kind to one another and be ladders and open doors of opportunities for others. 
Absolutely fascinating um, conversation here, at least in terms of um, your own personal experiences that you're sharing with us. Colonel Mulifi Khalele, he's a colonel in the South African National Defense Force. He's penned a book, No Retreat, No Surrender, and it's life and leadership lessons. Uh, This is based on disciplines from the military. It's his own personal story uh, that he is sharing with us through the book and also just how he was able to turn his life life around, as you heard, from incredible uh, difficulty and adversity. A couple of WhatsApp voice notes coming in on this very subject. I'll take maybe two before uh, we wrap up with Colonel Kalele. I was Kathy. It's all well and good to have positivity and speak, you know, of humility and perseverance. But our economic reality is something different. The author grew up at a certain time. And not at this time. That essay can support that income taxpayers are over indebted. People are losing their homes. People are losing their cars. And you want to tell me, you know, speak positivity in, in that situation. How do you tell a homeless person who can't even bath, a person who's paying income tax, paying transactional tax, that they are financially better off with a positive mindset? I don't think that, that that's possible. Hi, Kathy and the listeners. Um, I'd just like to say I would happily nominate and vote for the Colonel for President for this country. What an amazing and incredibly inspiring man. And also, he's proven that he can get stuff done. Just incredible. Colonel Kalele, maybe your reflections on what our callers are saying, and we'll wrap up our conversation. And of course, you can also tell us where people can get your book. Okay, see the first call. Mm. Um, I want to uh, take it back into the 19, late mid 1950s, after the Americans had uh, a war with uh, the South Koreans. Uh, you know what is called Korean uh, Sula Peninsula, Korea Peninsula War of 1950, uh, after the Vietnam War. Uh, after that war, they were demoralized. They were mercenarized. And one general who was in charge of South Korea, General Park, said to them, I want us to have one reason, to give you one reason for existence. And for that, we are going to make our own cars, automobiles. And everyone said, South Korea does not have the resources, natural resources. How are we going to do that? What he did was he, ex- uh, he imported raw steel. He imported everything. What he did, he worked on the mindset. He worked on the mindset that we're a small island, and yet we can have influence in the political dynamics, in the world dynamics. And then what happens today? Dawu was born. Samsung was born. Everything that's coming from, uh, from, 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 from South Korea, most of them, they don't have them. They import uh, the material. They bring together. They're by them. And what happens? That change of mindset of saying, oh, Hashem, like a skeptic, I've got this uh, here, I don't have that. That changed. And today, they're dominating within the automobiles. I can tell you about the Japanese with that Toyota story. You don't need, I speak from a person, I said, okay, not once was I homeless, not twice. I didn't know where the food is going to come from. I didn't know the next break. When am I going to get it? But I didn't give up in life. Whatever opportunities that were there, I took them. Uh, if, you, if they can go to CNA, exclusive books, if they can go to 
Bush War Military, Proti Bookwinkel in Pretoria, PNA, or they can order it directly from me. Uh, I I can give you uh, my my details thereafter, where they can just send me uh, the WhatsApp messages, and then I can give you the details on how to get the book. That will be greatly appreciated. And again, thank you so much for making time for us today, Colonel Mulifi Chalele, a colonel in the South African National Defence Force, sharing his life and leadership lessons.